here. We're back in the office. We've been kind of doing the random uh, Zoom Live. lives, yeah. but uh, we're just going to kick back and chat up with our guest today, Mr. Josh Weisler. 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 <laughs> Almost. We, like four times. We'll get Re it. Re-record it. <laughs> Cancel it out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, if you're first tuning in um, or you can follow us a little bit, we're trying to have people onto our podcast that are helping us out in our real estate journey. Uh, people that are our peers or our mentors that are helping us along the way. And uh, Josh has recently launched a real estate consulting yep. pro is that what you're calling company, it? Yeah, company? Yeah, it's a consulting yeah. company. And uh, yep. also a podcast to go along with that. Yep. And uh, Josh has actually uh, helped us out here today. We kind of had our first uh, consult consultation with you. Yep. And, uh, you know, really helped us out through uh, some issues that we weren't, you know, really considering. And uh, actually a big decision in our business right now. And uh, you helped bring some clarity to it. So Yeah, you uh, smoothly guide us, uh, guide us, guided us? Yeah, guided sure. us. Through guided us. Yeah, exactly. That works. Yeah. So, Josh, you've been in the real estate investing space for quite a while. How many years has it been? Uh, I can't remember if it's fifteen or seventeen, but it's it's wow. definitely been over fifteen. Um, yeah, the person I started going to the REI groups with, they uh, they sent me a message last year, like, "Hey, this is yeah, so." I guess it is fifteen years. Wow. Yeah. So, and I've had all kinds of different jobs. Oh yeah, like. Um, I've been, I was a realtor for four years. I worked with a title company for three years. I ran a property management company for a year, wholesaled for three years. I've run about 30, 35 plus, uh, projects in regards to rehabs. Yeah. I mean, if you name it in the single family residence, like investing space, I've done it at some point. So, okay. yeah. But you always kind of fell back to uh, the mindset coaching for a lot of people you work with, right? That's yeah. kind of where led you here today? Or? Yeah. And so my journey, what I found myself always doing is I always end up coaching and being a support system for the people that I was working with and the people that are in the business um, in regards to consulting with them. And I didn't really understand, like I did it in my own journey. I was doing it to help people because I, me myself, I needed to do some personal development and kind of find my space. And ultimately what led me to launch this company is I kept helping the people I was working under and for, right. and I always had these questions. Oh, and the thing I didn't even mention, like I've trained other investors. I've sold like $10,000 seminar weekends and done all this. And right. the thing that always stuck with me that I never really grasped my head around until like a month and a half ago when I launched this was, why do some people succeed in this industry and some people don't? And even further, why do people buy these products and services and these seminars and these programs and then never take action? Or they get so stuck in their head that they're not even able to take action, right? And so that was the thing that always hit me. And until recently, I never really understood like how the dynamic worked. And it was because it, through my own journey, I realized it's not a matter of buying a skill or a tool. It's a matter of like who you are as a person and who you see yourself as and, who, and the identity and the stories you put around that, right? And so if we buy a skill set like rehabbing a house or being able to wholesale or run rental properties, like does that align with who you feel you really are? Do you believe you're successful enough to execute that? Yeah. Or are you just buying confidence? And what I saw most times in the people that didn't actually execute, and like I've actually sold programs to people I knew weren't going to be able, or not new, but like if I had idea. to predict, yeah. yeah, if I had to predict, it'd be like, 
man, you've got, you got some limiting beliefs that are going to keep you from even like getting on the phone and dialing, right? You know, I, I, that, that's how I got started in real estate investing. I went to a weekend seminar. Yeah. And it was a high dollar coaching program. Oh, yeah. We ended up doing it, but it was a room of like 300 people. And like when we get up and finally, they, they get the whole group together and finally went through with the mastery coaching program. Yeah. They're like, you know, there's 20 of you here. And I'd say 70% of you are going to give up on this. Oh, without a doubt. And the rest of everybody else, everybody else in this room, they might go out and try to figure out on their own or yeah. they're never going to do it. Well, oh, and I'm sure you've got a story like that too. Right? No, I was going to say like, that's even worse. Like I originally went to college to be an engineer and okay. we sat down for that uh, whenever we, we first go in, I forget what it's called, but we first go in, uh, the orientation. yeah, orientation, elite professor came out and he was like, only 2% of you are going to make it out. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the rest right. of you will get a degree in microbrewing and that's about it. Right. And that, and for me, that's the same thing that happened. I went to a commercial, my first event was a commercial real estate, learning how to do mobile homes, land and storage facilities. I love the love the information. I love the program. I'm going to implement it at some point someday. This was 15 years ago, right? right. <laughs> and so, but they said the same thing. They said there were 100 people in the room and they said three of you may do a deal. Yeah. yeah. Right? And so for me, like I was like I'm going to be that that 3%. Like we get so amped up on the the presence of the people that are up in front coaching and training that like that's what we want to model. And what, what do you tell us? Like those people are projecting something that you want to emulate. That's a right. Nice, that's a nice sports code, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And so, and so we get so wrapped up in the energy of the people that we want to be that are on stage because we deep down we want to be that person, right? But when we want to be that person, that means we're not, we don't believe we actually are that person right now. Right. And so what happens is, well, if I buy that program. Then, and if I execute that program and I can execute that program, I get whatever they have, yeah. right? And so we we try to buy into it. Well, in reality, what happens is we pile that purchase on top of those feelings of not being good enough to begin with. And then we don't execute those projects or those, or those uh, programs. And what ultimately happens, I call it, we get investment trauma. We invest in a product or a service or a lot of times a tool like a CRM or a website or but you're it's not going to solve all my problems. Right. Oh, <laughs> if I just set up my website, right. Yeah. You know, it'll magically help me talk to sellers. Like, no, that's not how it works. Right. And so our industry, the opportunity I saw for our industry was, look, if I can help investors make decisions based on their, their, and you guys experienced it just today, yeah. you guys were up against the decision and it's a yes or no decision, right? It's, it's, and for me, when I come up against those, it's either got to be a, we cuss on here. It's got to be a heck yes. It's got to be a hundred percent yes, or it's a no. The okay, issue, hell yes. Right. There you go. Okay. Hell yes. But what ultimately ends up happening and you see it a lot with new investors and you see it even in, I mean, you guys are relatively well-established. You guys have a great, great vision. You guys have, know what you want. But this one decision, is it going to derail our vision or is it going to help get there? And if we don't have a guiding system in place to help us just make it help us know which direction to head out of our intuition, out of our feelings, out of whatever system you're actually meant to work through, we start going outside and trying to get information. We start looking to other people. We start doing research on YouTube. 
And ultimately what that happens is it just creates noise. So and that, yeah, go ahead. I'll say we kind of did this backwards, right? We started with the individual and we went to the business, but really right. what you do is you look at the business mm -hmm. and then you first came in, you helped us with this big decision. Yeah. It was awesome. And then it came down to like, and then you spent like five minutes on me <laughs> and how messed up I am. Right. So, um, and so that's kind of what you do. Right. And so you, you, you kind of, deduce it down to the individual and yeah. really work on that person so that they can really achieve what they're looking for. And that's just it. It's always, and when we get down to what it is, ultimately it's who we believe we are, which ultimately is a story about who we believe we are. It's never who we really are. Yeah. Like we are all really powerhouses that were trained at a young age to not be powerhouses. Right. Like you, the, the phrase you used and I loved it. I feel, what was it? I'm a caged like superhero. Yeah, no, it was amazing. But like, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's what happens. We get, we get so much noise and we get programmed at a young age that we aren't amazing. Or like, if you don't perform amazingly, you're not good enough. And we take that on. We believe that story because it served a purpose at one point. It had a, it had a benefit at one point, whether it was a coping mechanism or it kept us safe from like the bully at school or, you know, that teacher that was an authority figure told us we had to operate a certain way in class. Like we took that on as a way to survive. But we're entrepreneurs now. Now we have to forge our own path. And when we start having to forge our own path, we have lost sight of what actually works internally for us. Right. And so really, if you guys took a look at it, we boiled it down. We started with the business in mind. But really, like you said, we started getting into the personal. How do you guys operate? What is your view of the world? What's your framework? How do you guys operate and make decisions to your highest and best benefit that works for both of you? Because you guys are a partnership. It's going it, to, for all intents and purposes, it's a marriage, right? Right. I like the, I like the brother analogy. The brother that. analogy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You guys are brothers. And so you, for all, yeah, for all intents and purposes, you guys are now going to be brothers for like the rest of your lives. Right. Yeah. And so it's not a matter of you're right or you're right. It's a matter of, okay, how do we communicate and what is going to be the best route for our business working together in the framework that you work through and the framework that you work through, there's a middle ground that works for both of you. Right. Yeah. And so that's really what I help investors do. And, and I equate it, you know, I've been doing this for consulting for, I mean, I've been doing it in my career for 15 years, in but really, yeah, in one way or another, but like intentionally going out and helping investors with authority and intention for like six weeks, seven weeks, but it always comes back to what is your, what is your inner guidance? How does it work? What's the framework you have of your, of your life and your business and where do you feel resistance? Like, what is the noise that's coming up? And we just have to help you be able to put that framework in to get you out of the noise and get you in touch with how you actually operate to your highest investability. Yeah, Always. I've seen so many partnerships where they didn't have a shared vision mm -hmm. or um, they weren't aligned. And yep. One person goes off this way and then this one's the other. And then before you know it, um, yeah. two totally different paths. Yeah. And what that actually causes is lack of clarity. Yeah, yeah. So you guys have to start with shared vision in mind, especially if you've got partners or you're in a marriage where your business partners or whatever. Clarity on your end vision is highly important. Now, what we also established by working today with you guys is you each kind of view what that end result and that vision is going to look like for each of you. Right. Yeah. And that's just it. You guys had a clear vision on what the end number was going to be. But how you actually knew you achieved it is completely different for both of you, right? Yeah. That was really powerful, I got to say. So we, we have a big, hairy goal for 100 doors in five years. Right. 100 rental doors of properties. Right. 
And that's the big, not pie in the sky, but the big end goal. Yeah. But I've never thought about like, what does that actually look like and feel like, smell like? Right. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and that's just it. If you can put it. So, so a lot of times we talk about affirmations, we talk about visualization, we talk about, Hey, I've got this big hairy goal. What is that goal? But we don't actually attach it to our feelings, our emotions. What actually does it smell like? Does it look like they call it visual audio and kinesiology, but it has to be real for you. Cause you know, I can say an affirmation all day of I'm going to be a millionaire, but like, if I don't feel it, if I don't believe it, if it doesn't have something real attached to it, when I say it, it's almost hundred percent likely it's not going to happen. Right. It's just a dream at that point. Right. Yeah. But if we can feel it, we can taste it. Like you're on the lake, like smelling the boat, the like you, you crafted this vision and put yourself in that moment. So you could actually feel what it feels like to attain that. Right? Yeah. I almost wanted to change my like outlook. I was like, hey, that smells nice. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And, and yours was what on a beach and beach, like your toes, life and all yeah, that, yeah. toes in the sand, like, and you got these, these actual visual confirmations now, which how much more powerful does that feel than just having a number on a spreadsheet in your vision tracker? Well, it's inspiring. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. So like every, every house we close on or every deal that we flip, like it's one, you can imagine that. Right. One step closer to being there. Right. And then you reminded us too of, you got to have something like that for every different kind of goal in every area of your life. So that, Correct. that gives you more of the to get there. Right. Because how much more powerful is it to like if you wake up and you're having a bad morning, which is just another story. Um, but you hear it all the time, like, oh, my alarm didn't go off. And now I feel like I'm behind. Right. As opposed to, oh, my alarm didn't go off. But I know I'm not in a feeling that really aligns with that being pulled to like what my end financial goal is, what my, like it doesn't align feeling wise, right? Which is the most people's internal indicator of how they need to move forward, right? Because right. if, if we're not in a powerful state emotionally or mentally, we're not going to take the actions that are going to get us that ultimate goal, right? And so how much more likely, because now you can feel it, we wrote it out, you can feel it, you can taste it, you can smell it, yeah. you like know what it looks like, how much more likely are you going to be able to go, okay, you know what, I'm not in a state that actually gets me closer to that goal that I know because I can taste it, I can feel it, I can smell it, I know what it looks like, I know what it feels like to be with my wife on the beach, I know what it feels like to be on the boat, like you'll shift out of that state of being dragged down or not good enough because you have something that's outside of you that's pulling you to it now, right? It's yeah. something in the future that you're being pulled to as opposed to I'm going to have a hundred doors and like that. I don't want to say that's wrong because it's not, that's, that's a great start, but it's almost stagnant, maybe not stagnant, but um, yeah, I know you're you know what I'm getting at. Yeah. Sterile. Sterile. Yeah. Sterile is the word, yeah, the word, yeah. the word I'm yeah. talking about. Like it's just a number. It's not, yeah, it's, it's, you don't need to it. it's not as real as it can be. Right. right? And so the same thing with, you know, the, the physical, like when we talk about fitness, like how much more likely are you going to be to like not eat that, those chips and those ho-hos if you know, like, this is what it's going to feel like. This is what it's going to look like. This is what it's going to, you know, what I'm going to do by going and working out all the time. Like it's a shift in how we approach all those problems and then goals to pull us towards it. And that's just one, one step and one kind of area that I help people in is creating crystal clear visions, and especially in partnerships, a shared vision is huge, but a shared vision that actually you guys know what it looks like for you to achieve that vision is so much more powerful. 
So I mean, right. we already kind of had that established before yeah. you came in. So is it difficult when you work with other clients that they don't know what they want? I mean, I, a, a mentor I used to talk to a while ago when people, he would talk to people just getting into the real estate business. Mm-hmm. He would just ask them, what do you want? Right. Because most people are just trying to escape some kind of pain. Yes. Yeah. Well, I just want to make more money. I want to make a boatload of money. Right. Okay. Well, why? Right. <laughs> and that was, that was one of my first questions is, okay, you guys want money. Obviously there's a reason we're doing this. What does money mean to you? What does your vision mean to you? It's never, it's never a matter of surface level. Like I want that big hot car. I want that fancy house. I want to, like, and there's people that are built differently. Like you may want the fancy car in the big house. You may want to build a community that serves people. Quite opposite. But, <laughs> just, yeah, just throwing out examples. We didn't get that, we didn't get that so far. Funny. Right. Yeah, but I mean, and that's, and that's the thing. Like everybody's got their own drive. And if, if you go and you go to that seminar and the dude on stage talks about all the fancy cars and stuff, well, that sounds awesome because I hate what my life is. That sounds better. I'm going to go after that. But if your drive, like you said, it's switched and your drive is actually to build a community, you chasing after those cars and those women in that or, or the, you know, the house or whatever, like Playboy lifestyle, right? The Playboy lifestyle, that's not going to work for you, right? You're going to burn out. And everything so, a 35 year old family man strives for, right? Right. <laughs> no. And, and so that's it too. Like, and that's what, that's what another one of my big messages is entrepreneurship and how your path needs to look is not going to be dictated by what anybody else's path looks like. You can mimic it. You can mirror it. You can search for those things as well. But ultimately the the game that you're playing in your mind is so much more important than what I want that ultimate goal to be like, because if it doesn't resonate with you, if it doesn't align with how you're meant to operate like me, I'm a validator, which means I'm meant to help people and bet on myself. And I'm meant to help other people achieve their highest potential like that's my that's my goal that's my drive for the longest time i thought it was make money have a nice car build a huge house like i I am going to speak on stage by the way that still hasn't changed but like the the reason why i'm doing it has changed and it actually never changed i just really got in touch with what I actually wanted to do. Own it. And then you own it. And then you're now putting that out to the world. Right. right. Yeah. And it's not, it's not a fake it till I make it. It's not a feeling of not being good enough to like achieve that, or it, it actually will drive you and it will pull you to it. And you have a different energy around it. Like you have presence, you have poise, you have authority, you have like all of these things that resonate with your message. Like you're authentic, you're real. You can you can step into it with power because you know it's right. You know it's true for you. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Talk about that fake it or make it a little bit. I know I saw you did a video about it the other day. We kind of touched on it today, but yeah. Um, so I I love when people talk about fake it till you make it, and I I made a post about it, and it really. It was one of those things where um, you see these entrepreneurs and they're talking and, and real honesty, like I've seen it actually come back and bite people in the butt because they like, oh, I'm going to fake having a team. And so it'll make me look important or I'll fake having this fancy car and like rent it. And ultimately, at, in the back of your mind subconsciously, which 95 percent of the stuff that we do on a daily basis runs through our subconscious only five percent is actually conscious which means a lot of our a lot of people try to go and force things in that five percent and it'll never stick because you got that 95 percent working against it and that's exactly what happens and fake it till you make it 
it happens a lot of times with affirmations too. You tell yourself you're a millionaire, you don't believe it. It's not going to have any power behind it. It's not going to be true. Fake it till you make it is the same thing. I'm going to go out and tell people that I have a team knowing full well in the back of my head I don't. I'm going to unintentionally bring attention to that so that I get called out on it. You mentioned something about those affirmations. Like it's not a, it's not in your best interest to say I am a millionaire, I am a millionaire right. many times over, but to say I am working towards yeah, the I have goal. A, I have a millionaire mindset. I'm going to, I'm going to speak on stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm that's, going to. that's a healthy affirmation, it sounds like. Well, right. And so there's a book, uh, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. They talk about, a lot about it. And he's got its declarations is mm. what they what they call it. And, and a couple of the good ones that I, I highly recommend that book. And I recommend printing out the declarations. I actually had it. I used to office out of this 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 area. By yeah. The way. yeah. Oh, right over there. And I had it taped to my desk. And one of the big ones is I will only entertain powering, empowering thoughts, which is something you can control and you can do, which means you have to bring awareness when you're not being empowering of yourself. And then the second one was millionaires don't think either or, which a lot of times it's either or. Millionaires and successful people think both. How do we make this work together? How do we make it work in a way that works for us, works for somebody else? And, and not doing it may be the way that it, it, it works. And that's kind of the decision process we went through with you guys is right. regardless of what the outcome is, it doesn't matter. But are we limiting ourselves before we even get the chance to make that decision, right? It seems like you have to establish your vision to be able to operate at a high level because every big decision like that you're going to make is coming back to just this aligned with my mm-hmm. my end goal my, my big vision. your big hairy goal yeah and so that's that's one of the things i always work on when we start is clarity on your end goal because if you can have it clearly and you can see it taste it feel it it's much more you guys are much more capable of actually when you come to those big decisions First off, having confidence that you're not going to screw it up. And secondly, having the courage to make the decision, which a lot of new investors actually struggle with. Of, I I don't even want to do it. Well, and I'm going to kind of go down a rabbit hole here. Oh, please do. Right. A lot of that courage, and we kind of talked about it with buying those products and those programs, is the courage comes from knowing everything's going to be all right on the back end. But it also comes from knowing that fear is almost like a guidepost and a gatekeeper. Fear isn't meant, like it was built in us back in the day. We talk about it like with the saber tooth tiger, right? It was built, it was a it was a like lizard brain type thing where, right, it's a safety mechanism. Well, we're not running from saber tooth tigers anymore. So what good does fear do, right? It actually shows us where we were programmed and where we can head to have growth. Fear, fear shouldn't deter us. Fear should be a signal to say, hey, this is where your next opportunity is. You guys just need to head that direction. For me, one of the big ones that hit me was I was afraid of being seen and I was afraid of putting out content, right? Like I didn't want to be seen. I was also afraid of making money. Like, because as we talked about and I shared, like if I started making a bunch of money, my status would be more than my dad would be. And I didn't know shy my dad and all this stuff. And you know, but those are the programs and those are the stories that we told ourselves over years that we picked up along the way that aren't actually real. The only the only two fears we're ever born we were born with: fear of loud noises and the fear of falling. That's it. Everything That's it. everything else is learned. What about snakes? <laughs> you learn that along the way too. But then, if you look at it, like there's people in India that and like snake charmers, they're not afraid of snakes, right? It's a learned one, well, right? One fear for many people is. You're spending money. Right. So if you're afraid to 
send out 5,000 mailers or to buy that system, like, how are you ever going to get over? I mean, it's all about coming back to having the courage to know it's going to be all right. Right. And so you, you touch on a, a little, you touch on a piece there, the courage, it also depends on what your intention is with why you're doing it. Right. Yeah. So we talked about like, if you're going to send out that 5,000 like piece mailer set, what's your intention behind it? Is it, is it, are you having fear because you're afraid of making the wrong decision? Are you having resistance because I don't really want to do mailers and what I really want to do is actually talk to people directly and go out and network. But did I pick up mailers from a program I went and saw and that's what they say works and that's a great contact rate and I know I can make more money. Yeah. Like if your intention and your alignment isn't on par, then that fear may be genuine. And that's where it's really important to know where you're guiding, like where your emotions are, where you, where you want to be and what you're actually doing things for. Well, if you're afraid to pick up the phone and talk to people, you probably shouldn't spend a bunch of money on getting the phone to ring. Right. Or you should find somebody to bring on your team that's better at it than you are. Yep. Well, you talked a little bit about this when you first get going. You do have to do some of these things that you might you might might be outside of your zone of genius, which we haven't talked about that yet. Yep. But you need to quickly get back to the things that you're good at. Right. Yeah. And so we we want to keep ourselves and we want to keep our business and our our mindset. Tony Robbins calls it a beautiful state, whatever. You know, it's the abundance, it's the happiness, it's the joy, it's the freedom, it's all those feelings that are expansive. And a lot of times we get into our heads about, well, I'm doing this and I don't want to do it. Therefore, I'm, I'm going to be angry about it or frustrated or whatever. But what we need to look at is, do I have a plan in place to get me out of it? Mm -hmm. Is it something that I can do and I'm willing to do? And then what does it look like to staff that? Am I going to staff it? Is it something I'm going to automate? I'm going to delegate it, obviously, because like you, you had mentioned and what we talked about is we really want to be in our zone of genius all the time. Like if we can operate in our zone of genius and we can put people in place in our companies and staff the right way, they will be in their zone of genius and everything will work fluidly, right? What are some steps you take for people to recognize what their zone of genius is? Because I, I see so many people that... They, they can't let go of doing everything. They right. just get stuck in this mode of it's being, all me. Yeah. Yeah. Like everything goes to them. Yeah. So the story that I hear a lot of times, if, if it's going to be, it's up to me. Mm. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Is that how you're meant to operate? Because there are people that will create intellectuals that just create systems. So they don't actually want to talk to anybody. Right. They love real estate. They're meant to do systems. They automate almost everything. They don't talk to anybody. There are people that do that and they're really good at it. Yeah. Then there's people that, and I, I start going down these rants and I kind of lose We love rants. Right, right. <laughs> so, but then there's people like, you have to be aware of how you operate, how you want to operate. What was your question? I, I lost it. Getting somebody to get their zone of genius. Yes. Thank you. So there's a, have you ever read the book, Good to Great? Uh, no, it's come recommended lately. Yeah. 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 So there's a principle in there. They call it the hedgehog principle. And the story is there is there's a fox that's trying to attack a hedgehog and the fox keeps trying to get at the hedgehog a thousand different ways, right? Mm -hmm. The hedgehog only knows one thing and all it knows is I cramp up into a ball, fox can't get me, right? Yeah. So the fox tries a thousand different ways, which I kind of feel like I'm the fox going through my history on what I've done in real estate, <laughs> right? But I found my, my hedgehog, right? And the hedgehog principle states, you find something that you're good at, you find something that you love to do, you find something you can make money at. And if you stay in that zone and you're really good and you build your business around it, you're going to succeed and you're going to love what you do every day. And that is your zone of genius. 
So if you're doing something in your business and it doesn't feel like, so for me, the perfect example is I would make cold calls. I would cold call, you know, a couple hours a day. And it always felt like it wasn't what I was meant to do. Like it was resistant. It's not that I couldn't do it. It's a skill set that I learned. I can talk to sellers all day. I'm really good over the phone, you know, regardless. But where I felt the most, most drawn to is leading people, helping people. And I was really good at contract close because I worked for a title company for three years. And it's one of the things like when people tell me that, hey, you can't get this close because of title stuff. It's like, yeah, watch. Right. Um, that's more of a in your face type of thing. But my zone of genius is always like coaching people and leading people. Right. And so if you don't feel like it's where you're meant to be, most likely it's probably not where you're meant to be in your business. Now, it doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. That doesn't mean it's not something that's going to be necessary to generate leads or close deals, but what's your plan not to do it, right? And that's where a lot of people get stuck of, especially when what I call is belief stacking, where you have beliefs that are on top of each other that you have to unpack. So a lot of people, they want to do the, well, if it's not me, it's not meant, or if it's meant to be, it's up to me, but they also want to lead lead teams. So then you've got a conflicting belief. That's not going to work. Cognitive dissonance, right? And so- well, I don't want to do it. I want to lead a team, but I also know I have to do it because I don't trust anybody else. You're going to be torturing yourself for quite a while until you release one of those beliefs. Yeah. So which one do you want to release? Do you want to release the belief of I want to build a huge team or do you want to release the belief of if it's up to be, if it's going to be, it's up to me. I feel like those kinds of people need to have a smaller team. <laughs> they, they definitely need to start. Now, what ultimately happens though is they they feel that conflict and they start building a team they'll bring somebody on board they may bring two people people on board and then they start as we talked about that upper limit where you start having some success and it becomes real and then you still have to let go of that belief of well i i don't trust other people you have to let that go in order to expand into who you are and that belief of i want to run a big team right yeah because if you don't what's going to happen is you hit the, the upper limit on that and then you start sabotaging you see it all the time um, you know, I've coached people, I've helped them build their business. They went out, made a million dollars, but they also had that belief in the back of their head. Well, I'm not good enough to really run a business. That's a million dollar business. And they end up losing their money in two years. Same thing with lottery winners, lottery winners that win money, almost all of them lose all of it because they yeah. don't, they didn't feel like they earned it no. and they're not built to own that much money or have that much money, be a steward of that. Much Touch money. on what you mean by built a little bit. So what I mean by built is they haven't made their identity or what they're meant to do strong enough yet to facilitate a belief system that operates in that realm. So like you've got people that are, as we perceive, very successful, right? Mm -hmm. Now they were built from a young age, maybe to make money if they really have money, which you find out sometimes isn't really the case. It just looks like they do. Anyway, that's a whole nother story. But we, and then we compare ourselves to them. Uh, well, since they were able to do it and I don't, I don't have that, but I want it. I don't feel good enough, right? Your identity hasn't been built yet strong enough to be operating in that energetic, in that, in that arena of having that much money. It doesn't mean you can't get there. It doesn't mean you're not going to get there. What it means is just haven't built it yet. Yeah. You haven't experienced it. You haven't felt it enough. You haven't gotten there. Yeah. Nothing wrong with it. It's a Can process. Call that like a- financial thermostat before yes yeah tony tony robbins talks about it a lot of your your financial thermostat or like building teams like your people thermostat there's it's a it's yeah and as as you talked you asked is 
when I say built it, it means you go take your thermostat from being a six figure earner to having seven figures, right? If you earn seven figures, but like the guy that I coached and you don't have that built, you're going to go right back down to having six figures. What's astounding to me is because I, I look into this stuff. Everybody, I think everybody in this space kind of looks into these sorts of topics and that's why they grow in this space. Yeah. Um, is that people will start to actually sabotage themselves. Oh, without but, a doubt. And, and it's like glaringly obvious yeah. to everyone else around them that they're doing it, mm -hmm. but they, it, they don't see it. It's it's operating in that 95% yeah. that they don't bring attention to because they are, they're used to operating a certain way and then they don't understand. It's like the the girl or the, the guy that goes back to, you know, terrible relationships. Yeah. It's like, why do you keep doing this? What are you doing? Well, what ultimately we're doing is we're protecting ourselves. It's yeah. a it's a coping mechanism to get us to a feeling that feels familiar, not necessarily comfortable, yeah. not necessarily productive, not necessarily empowering, familiar. It's like a software, right? So you're trying, maybe you're trying to do a project. You have a software that's designed for this specific thing. Yeah. But you're trying to do something outside of its function. Right. And you're just like, why isn't it working? Maybe you can kind of get there. Right. But really it's not designed for that. Yeah. And you're always going to, like, you need to update the software. Right. And that's just it. And it's not just even, we don't update the software, but what we ultimately do sometimes is we work so hard, we force it, we muscle it. Like I, you end up making, you know, 200 grand, you muscled it the whole way. Yeah. And perfect example we I've talked about is I lost 90 pounds, right? And I lost a bunch of weight, but my thought process and that identity we talked about wasn't strong enough to really be at, hey, you weigh 245. No, my thought process in my mind was set at, my thermostat was set at, no, you're that, you know, chunky little kid that was being made fun of in fourth grade. So I lost 90 pounds and guess what? I gained 80 of it back as soon as I, you know, as soon as I hit that upper limit, and started self-sabotaging because I got attention outside of myself. And, and I was, you know, somebody looked at me a certain way out at a, you know, a, a event I was at. And it was like, oh, I don't want to feel like that because I don't want to be tempted. I'm going to put that weight back on now unintentionally. It was yeah. behind the surface. And it's like, why can't I go work out? Why can't I? And it's the same thing that happens in real estate. I think business. you said this word a couple of times when you were going over everything with us, but the word shame. Yeah, came up, and that's what you you're ashamed you're ashamed of yourself for doing that. You were yeah. ashamed of yourself when you're trying to make a lot of money and you're comparing yourself to your dad. You said, yeah, and like and how that that's the rebound effect from that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, and that's and that's just it. And and there's guilt and there's shame. Guilt is I feel like I did something incorrectly. Mm -hmm. Shame is I am wrong. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. And so your whole being, right, your yeah. whole being, your whole state of being. Like if I'm not making you know seven figures, I'm not good enough. That. Right. Any type of any type of story we tell about ourselves that's I'm not and followed by a descriptor, that's shame. Yeah, I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not beautiful enough. Like whatever your descriptor is, it's a it's a form of shame. It's it's taking us away from the really the abundance and the empowerment of who we actually are. Right. And all it is is a story. That's all it is. But it's a story we believe. It's yeah. a story that we took on at some point. That now, like, kind of like we talked about, you're going to run into those overlapping stories. Which one are you going to let go of? You're going to let go of the one that's around shame yeah. and let that go? Or are you going to let go of the one and start self-sabotaging, even though it's meant and it's, it's bringing you into more abundance and more success and more money and all of this? Well, there's unless the, you're aware of it, there's the other option where you just kind of keep grudging through and you hate yourself and all that. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that, that, is well, at the end of the day, the world doesn't yeah. do, the universe doesn't give a shit about your stories in your head, you know. 
Oh, well, <laughs> true honesty. No. And, and that's, that's the thing. The universe doesn't care. The universe will give you exactly what your belief system operates at. Yeah. What it, what it tells you, what it tells you or what you're telling yourself you, you are yeah. is exactly what the universe will deliver. And we talk about that with the belief system circle. A lot of people think, and a lot of people understand cause and effect, you know, Newton helped everybody out kind of with the science theory behind that of when there's an action, there's a response. But what, especially in real estate, if you look at it, it's not a cause and effect. It's a belief, then a cause, then an effect that validates that belief system. So it's just like you guys buy a house, right? You're, you're going to go rehab it. You're going to, you know, you bought the house. That's an action, right? Mm-hmm. But if you don't have a belief system that you can buy the house, you're not going to buy the house. If you don't have a belief that's set up on how you're going to rehab the house, the house is going to re- be rehabbed. Like how you, how you plan it out, it all starts in your mind. It all starts with that belief, right? Uh, yes. So that's where, we, that's where the real change happens is we start to reprogram that belief system in the personal development field. You know, we call it reprogramming or reparenting as you know, we talked about today as well of changing those belief systems. Yeah. We reprogram them we, we, and it's not even a matter of reprogramming. What it is is we let go of that programming and we replace it with more empowering programs that helps us move forward, right? Because we start putting new systems into place mentally that we can enact when those times come. Man, so. uh, we are getting deep on some heavy stuff here that, you know, uh, it's, I'm not smart enough to comprehend some of it, but oh, that's a story. <laughs> you know, like you got yeah, it. Yeah, that's there you story. go. Yep. Um, you go. No, this is all great stuff, Josh. What, where's, what's your goal? What's your vision with where you're going to take this new company? Yeah. So my vision, I am, I am building this around um, helping investors become the most empowered they can be and not necessarily do it how anybody else wants to do it or tells them they should do it. Or, you know, we talked about it here today of like, I can tell you a bunch of different ways to run your business. There's a bunch of people out there that will sell products and courses and all of that, that will tell you how to run your business. But ultimately, at the end of the day, entrepreneurs, in order for them to really be as successful as possible and do exactly what they want to do with their lives, whatever it looks like, that path is yours. It has never been forged before. There is something you guys bring specifically and amazingly to the table that nobody else does. And finding that and helping people lean into that, that's what my company does. That's what I help people with. Right. And it's removing all the head trash that keeps you guys from moving into that. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, and then the podcast, my whole purpose with the podcast, and we haven't even touched on that. We could keep going down the rabbit hole. Yeah. The podcast, like this one is about your journey, right? Yes. My podcast is I'm going to interview people in our industry that are on the entrepreneurship journey and are having success and have faced those fears and those feelings of being stuck or coming like you guys had a huge decision. What's your thought process on that decision? How do you guys approach like feeling like you're not really motivated today? It's the behind the scenes look at how people run those successful businesses, as opposed to I'm bringing people on that have hundreds and hundreds of rental units. That's great, but that doesn't help a wholesaler, right? Telling, telling people how to run a hundred rental unit, like that doesn't associate with somebody that's meant to wholesale, right? But the thought process of how they run their business, when they come into obstacles, how they approach things, that can help anybody if it resonates and it makes sense, right? Well, it's, I think it's great for people to see and hear stories like that because I think so many people tell themselves, oh, that can't be me or that person's successful because they, you know, 
they had a hand up. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, or they have something special that they, you know, nobody, right. nobody knew about, or they were benefactors. Like, no, it, the, and, and that's one of the other things too, when that belief is in place, you're disconnecting from your power. You're disconnecting like any one of us have the ability to build whatever we want. It's the stories that we tell ourselves about how we can't that keep us from doing it. Yeah. Or the what success actually means. Right. People think success is a billion dollars, private right. jets and all that. And that's not necessarily the case. It may be. Oprah, you know, Oprah makes a bunch of money, but really what her success and how she measures it is how many people she helps, you know, community. And that brings her money. Right. Yeah. So it's it's all a matter of what your version, just like the path, what's your version of success? What does your framework look like for your life and your business? And how do we make sure they align? And how do we help you move forward powerfully in that framework to get where you want to go? Love it, Josh. Yeah. Uh, I love your betting on yourself, man. You have a lot to offer to the to the marketplace. Um, are you trying to stay local with this or your nationwide or uh, start local? But yeah, we're, we're my plan is um, doing some group group coaching right now. It's just one on one consultations. Um, I'll have some group uh, group programs here released shortly some digital products, you know, it, it's going to grow. It's just a matter of like, this is the, we're in the, we're in the infancy mode right now. So, yep. So I've got, I've also got a uh, ebook that I just finished writing, got it back from the editor. It's uh, covered in, it's like I wrote it in red ink and that's not really how it happened, but <laughs> so that's getting edited. But Does that yeah. come as a gift when you sign up for your constant consulting? Oh, I'll send it to you. You guys yeah. can read it for sure and have a look at it. I'll but yeah. It. Yeah. And so, you know, it's got, it's got, I've got a huge vision too. And yeah. so it's just a matter of working the process. And, and what is really fun and really, really, I love is I have to take my own advice to build this thing the same way I help real estate investors build their business. Ah, <laughs> fair, fair. Eat those words, buddy. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. Preach, so yeah. when's the date uh, you're going to be speaking on stage in front of hundreds of people? When's the date? Yeah. Um, that's a great question. I haven't, that's actually one of my goals that I'm working on for 2021. So as soon as I know, I will have it done for you. I'll let you guys know. Love it. Yep. Set the date, book the uh, arena and May build it. They will come. May 30th sounds just oh, came. So we'll see. Very velvety. May Very 30th. May, yeah. May 30th. So yeah, once, and you know, it may be virtual with Corona and everything that's going on. So but, uh, uh, it will be beyond that by then. Oh yeah. Who knows? Again, whatever happens, it'll work out. So love it. Josh, where can uh, everybody find out more about you, man? Um, my Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash Josh period Weasler. I'm on Instagram as well. And I think we have some links that will be in the description, the description yep. as well. So I'm on YouTube. I'm on Insta. I'm on Facebook, learning all that myself as well. Awesome. So do you have a website yet for the new business? Or? I do. It's being built. reicourage.com. Right. So, yep. So, yep. That'll, uh, that's being worked on, but the, the, website actually is there so <laughs> but yeah well, we're building it all thank out. you for coming in and being our business whisperer today and looking forward to uh, working with you more in the future man yeah i appreciate, appreciate it we're all gonna, right we're gonna rock and roll awesome good stuff guys all right, all right. bye everybody bye